Hello, and welcome to another episode of Boundless Body Radio. I'm your host, Casey Ruff, and today we have another amazing guest to reintroduce to you now. Olivia Quadja is a returning guest on our show. Be sure to check out her first appearance on episode 450 of Boundless Body Radio. Olivia Quadja is a board trustee for the Public Health Collaboration, also known as the PHC in England. This nonprofit organization hopes to challenge the landscape of healthcare in the United Kingdom and beyond from both the bottom up and the top down, reaching doctors and clinicians, as well as educating patients, and also attempting to influence politicians who can affect important nutritional policy decisions. These nutritional interventions could save the healthcare systems trillions of dollars around the world. Previous to working for the PHC, Olivia had been a consumer strategist and marketing expert for large brands for over 20 years and has worked on several award-winning projects. As an advocate for health in the low-carbohydrate space, Olivia has a particular passion for empowering the younger generation to make informed decisions about their own health. She also hosts an amazing book club, which I am happy to belong to, featuring multiple-time former guest Dr. Anthony Chafee. You can find his book club on his Patreon, which is a very high value, very inexpensive for everything you get there. You can also find Olivia on Twitter and Instagram, at Olivia Quadja, and you can find her absolutely adorable kids on Instagram as well, sharing such a cool message and amazing recipes. You can find that at real underscore food underscore kids. Olivia Quadra, what an absolute honor it is to welcome you back to Balanced Body Radio. Thanks for having me back. Uh, One of my favorite people to talk to and one of my favorite things to talk about. So I'm very excited to be here. Uh, That's great. I've loved hanging out with you. We've got to hang out in person twice. Um, It was a little bit warmer in San Diego than it was in Denver in February. (laughs) So that was really nice to sit by the beach, by the water and um, have lunch and hang out and chat. And yeah, I love chatting with you. We had this idea actually to do a kind of special episode today about the book club. And I want to just kind of tee this up by saying like all of us in the low carb or carnivore space, we have our heroes right? Like we've got Dr. Anthony Chafee, we've got Dr. Sean Baker, we've got Dr. Ken Berry and Kevin Stock and all these guys and, and, you know, women in the space who are doing such amazing work. They're all super fit. They look amazing. And yet there's also this the, the community underneath that is following all of these people, they're just kind of everyday people. And the book club has been such an amazing collection of people around the world who have amazing stories to tell. And it's just been really interesting to kind of participate in. What has been your experience with hosting this book club? It has been a fantastic experience. I think you summed it up so perfectly there. I think we are in a really strange like place and time in our in our human existence is kind of how if I take a step back and look at it, where we've all seemed to have, you know, especially anyone in this nutrition space, woken up to a time and a place where what we're supposed to eat is just a big question mark. And if you're lucky, you know, most people don't even know that it that has to be questioned. And we are, for those of us who have realized that there are different ways to eat that can really improve our health, We're trying to figure out, well, okay, if this works for me now and I'm in this community and I've had this experience and I'm feeling so much better, how on earth am I going to make sense of the rest of the world and exist in society around me when I'm so different to everyone else? And look at, you know, every time we go to the supermarket, you're in this position where you're looking and staring at all these products in the aisles and you're going, what is all of, what is going on? You know, and as you said, there's many experts that have helped us get to this point. And it's fantastic that they are that they exist. Thank God they do. Um, and they've allowed us to reclaim our health. But once you've done that, I think what people are finding is that they're in this position where they don't know what to do next. They maybe want to question some of the things that they think they know because they've kind of appreciate that they've stumbled upon it out of out of kind of luck, maybe, and the YouTube algorithm, how they found some of these people that helped them through. Um, but maybe they could have done gone down a different path. And maybe they would have been a totally different diet. So it almost is the whole kind of happenstance of it, I think, has left people a little bit unsettled by where we're all at. And so we're asking questions and people are asking questions about, well, okay, I feel amazing, but why is it that this person also says the opposite and he feels amazing and they have an argument that seems to be evidence backed and and they make sense as well. And how do I reconcile it with what I've heard? And and you're left kind of asking these questions and you're also left in you know, having to interact with people around you and justify yourself. And I think that's how um, this kind of came about is we're asking questions because we want to be able to uh, be able to put forward what we're doing with conviction and be able to explain it to people. And, you know, just it's just like a language. If you understand a language and you can hear it, it's not the same as, you know, talking the language yourself and having the confidence to do that. And so I think we've all just kind of come together on this journey. We're in this community um, as part of Dr. Anthony Page, um, Chafee's patron, as you mentioned, 
And it's a fantastic community, amazing people, as you said. But we just found ourselves asking about the, the same kind of questions about the same kind of time. So we started to read books and then we realized that we we're all reading the same books at the same time. So we thought, um, you know, one of my ideas was, well, let's just run a book club and and do it together and, and have conversations about what we're reading. And I think that just it just evolved because the need was there and people were in this situation together. And, you know, we happen to have some fantastic people in the community. And um, and and so, yeah, about a year and a over a year ago, uh, we, we put together this book club and I'll tell you some stories about how it started out. It wasn't as good as it is now. Um, but we've been, you know, reading away, meeting every week, asking questions of each other. I'm probably a little bit of an antagonist in the mix because I like to really challenge everyone, even though I think we can be at risk of sitting in our sitting on our laurels a little bit, feeling a bit confident that we, you know, our health is so great um, and we don't need to kind of question it. We've solved it. But I think we should still always be ready for what, it, what people will do, which was, is to question us at some point in time. Um, so I I always have that kind of devil's advocate position and always try and like make sure that we're not getting dogmatic about what we believe and that we're open minded and that we're really challenging ourselves and, and looking at all points of view. So we've even done a book that which is like the total opposite to everything we we think and believe and that was pretty challenging month <laughs> um but it works in the end it works so so we've yeah we've kind of evolved and we found ourselves here and it really works really well everyone is very very tight-knit and really knows what was going on in everyone else's life and um and we chat about everything that we are everything we're reading you know the kind of questions that it naturally brings up for us the experiences that we relate to within the book and um and we're just learning so much along the way so yeah it's working really well at the moment i love that well i'm so excited to ask you more questions about the book club we've got a special format today though where we're going to be inviting in some of the members of the book club my i don't know if it's graded or not if attendance is graded my attendance is less than stellar in the book club as it falls uh, in a very tricky time in my schedule so <laughs> as you're talking about the community it makes me very jealous because um it's a, it's a wonderful community at the times that i've been able to participate you really get a sense of, you know, the people that are in the community and asking really genuine questions. And so since you know these people much better than I do, I'm going to turn the microphone over to you a little bit more. I might have some questions here and there. And, and again, I'll have some questions for you uh, along the way. But um, we're going to invite our first person in to our conversation, which is Mike, I believe. Um, and so we're going to let him in now. Aha. Uh -huh. There we go. Hello, Mike. Hey, Casey. Olivia, how are you guys doing? Very good. Like the hat, Mike. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good one. <laughs> well, welcome to the show, Mike. We're honored to have you. And I believe Olivia might have some questions for you. And we'd love to hear your story about how you found the carnivore diet and uh, Chafee's book club. Okay. Thank you. I'd love to talk about it. <laughs> and Mike, if you just intro yourself and, um, and tell us what you what you think so far of it all. Yeah, yeah. I guess uh, uh, thanks for having me. First of all, um, my name's Mike. Uh, I live in Las Vegas. I've been keto more seriously uh, since about 2012, and carnivore since 2018. Uh, the, the highest weight I ever measured was about 415 pounds uh, when I started this current lifestyle and maintained it ever since. So I was about 380 because I got down about 380 through keto. Uh, and then from 380, now I'm down hovering around 220. Uh, and I'm just healing. I'm just taking my time. I'm not in any hurry. The weight's just a side benefit, but you know, I'm just healing from everything I did up through my forties. So I'm 57 now. Um, but yeah, I've, I've watched a lot of Casey's videos that, you know, I got into this whole lifestyle from, or, when I started doing carnivore, I, I, I watched a lot of videos. Casey's has so many great guests on and it gives me an idea of where to start. And then I search from there because the guest gives such great information. And then, um, uh, you know, I get a, just go from those opinions and move on from there. Um, as far as book club, which is, I love, um, I was never in a, a book club prior to this. I was just reading them on my own all the time. And uh, when we threw out the idea in the book club, I thought it was a great idea, good opportunity to get the points of views from other other folks that we read the book with. And it's kind of become a family to me. So I, I, I pretty much go to Discord every day and then I'm, I look forward to book club every week. 
That's very nice of you to say that, Mike, but that wasn't the experience at the start, was it? So tell us what's happened in month one. <laughs> no, 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 no. In the beginning, um, I got to <laughs> say, yeah, our, our first book was uh, Guns, Germs, and Steel. And I remember I, I didn't really agree a lot with the author. He, he kind of has some ideas, but I was like, well, and I thought I, I mentioned to you and I think Jared offline that, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to continue doing this. I don't agree. This guy just rubs me the wrong way. I don't like his ideas. And you said, um, uh, you know, you reminded me, you know, unless we embrace other ideas, we can't just, you know, be in a vacuum and, and learn from what and how they originate, how they got to where they are, see the full picture. Um, I, I decided to continue on. I did that. And I'm glad I did because we learn so much from other views. It helps us. You know, if we just read the same thing we always read, we don't learn. We just confirm. And I like that part, the confirmation, confirmation, but I really enjoy the, the growing, the learning, the finding out how much better things can be, you know, putting it together. So, yeah. <laughs> you also felt very sorry for me that month because I was picking on you to say things in book club all the time. And if you <laughs> left, we had no book club. And so I think you just took pity on me at that point. Uh, no, I, w- I was. I appreciate you. You're you're the best best thing this our Discord has, and you you brought the book club here, and you know you you bring in authors. We had, you know, another another thing was we we were reading the Big Fat Surprise, and Olivia gave us a big fat surprise with Nina, the author, actually showing up to our final meeting. So it was like, holy cow, we we got an author who who we've been reading and sitting there and answering questions. It was like. What book club does that? I don't know if they all do, but this was great. I was like, wow. And ever since then, for like the last 10, 12 books, I think we've read about 10 or 12, we've we've had the authors there. We've had like big men. We've had, I mean, every, everybody you can think of, they all, they all show up. So what a great opportunity. Pick their brains, see what they're doing. And uh, wow, I, I'm just impressed. Like I said, it's a family. And then I feel like the the authors are kind of in the family because we just talk with them. They're They're not... You know, they can be themselves a little more than trying to appeal to a larger audience. We're we're like a niche group. They're not all carnivores. They're they're whatever they are, but we like their ideas and we learn from them. That's great about book club. Book club is awesome. Yeah. I mean, I was just it just kind of happened that way because I was working with Nina at the time and and we were doing her book. And I said to her, Would you be able to come along and just talk to us and let us ask you questions? So I didn't tell anyone in the group that we were going to do that. Um, but I said, just make sure you're there, please. Just make sure you turn up. Um, and and so it was nice to to bring Nina out. That was our first. That was our second book, so not the one that Mike described as being very difficult to start with. But the second one, we went from basically a really difficult book to start with that we all found hard to read to having Nina on for the second book, which was a big fat surprise. So that kind of set us off on this path of saying, well, why, let's just keep asking the authors along. And we happen to know quite a few of them from my work and through Anthony as well. And they've just been showing up. And it makes sense from their point of view because, you know, we're, we're giving, you know, their book a lot of attention and then uh, we can ask them questions and they get to speak to real readers that have read their book and are coming up with real, you know, genuine questions. It's not like any other kind of format. So that's what that seems to have just continued to to be a feature. And, you know, I think I've ruined it for anyone else who wants to join a future book club because why would you read a book if you can't ask the, the author with questions at the end? <laughs> So yeah, that's worked really well. That's amazing. Mike, what were some of the other authors that really stood out to you? Um, well, you know, I got them all here. I mean, like uh we just did Lear Keith last book. Uh she impressed the the heck out of me. Um her story, her her struggle where she she was almost dead. And she said she was almost dead. She spoke to this guru guy and he kind of sensed her whole thing where she was you're dead inside basically she's like whoa took the change she went she was vegan vegan uh, vegetarian went carnivore healed her up she looks great she is so vibrant so energetic uh, i think she was great um Bick, bickman was great uh let me just down here bickman was great um yeah diana rogers uh robert lustig bickman malcolm kendrick valley norton Jane Buxton, Chris Palmer, uh, Jared Diamond, uh, Will Harris. We're on him now. We're reading that one. His uh, a, a bold return to giving a damn. Great book. We're almost done with that. But um, you know, we also read uh, Simon Hill's book, 
uh, that one, um, the proof is in the whatever, something. Anyway, none of us really agreed with him, obviously. He's, he's got so many, he throws out these straw man arguments. He's just very, you know, just watching a lot of his videos as well. But we, we wanted to bring it in because he's different. Let's hear what he's got to say. Maybe, you know, maybe we might learn something, uh, you know, about ourselves and about each other because we get in discussions and sometimes the discussion branches off from the book. We have these little side conversations and, and it, it, it's like I said, it's a family thing. It's like Thanksgiving family sitting around the table. We talk about everything, but um, yeah, it, just, just great authors. All those authors, they're all great. They, they have so much knowledge, so much to share. I'm glad we got to share and meet them. We met just about every one of them. So it's really great. It's awesome. Wow. Well, Mike, your story is absolutely incredible. So grateful to be able to meet you. Um, I'm just really close to you in Salt Lake City. So um, I'll be visiting Olivia sometime to watch Formula One in England, and I'll be visiting you sometime to watch Formula One in Las Vegas. Um, besides that, thank you so very much for coming on our show today and sharing your story. Um, it's It's just it's really inspiring. It's really inspirational. And I really respect that you were able to take on content that you wouldn't necessarily agree with, but to be able to hear it and understand the differences and just appreciate it for what it is. I think that takes um, a lot of courage and I, I just really respect your story. So thank you so very much for coming on and thank you for the kind words. Thank you, Casey. Appreciate it. Appreciate you and Olivia, both of you. <laughs> Bye. Well, thank you so much. Bye-bye. Well, that was a cool start, Olivia. Yeah. Yeah, probably worth me saying just um uh on on the time zones. I think he said it was a global a global um uh, enterprise this book club. Um but we are pretty much uh we have people from and you'll see Chris joining us next is in Melbourne. Mike is a kind of west coast or Vegas and on the west coast time zone. Then we have every single time zone in between the kind of landfilled way around the world so we are um we're going from east coast australia to west coast usa all of europe and everything in between and everyone from those that kind of range of um, locations dials in every week for our book club um and so it does mean especially this time of the year when the way the clocks are you've got a massive difference in time so we've got people joining at 11 p.m their time mike joins at 4 a.m his time and and people are getting up for it because they just want to be part of it. Yeah. Um, there's another lady, Leanne, who's where Mike is, and she <laughs> decided to stay up the other night. And she hadn't done the reading. She knew she was going to be joining at 4 a.m. So she just read all through the night to catch up and then came straight into book club at 4 a.m. and was ready for book club because that's how dedicated wow. she is to wanting to be part of it. <laughs> like, it just amazes me that people, like, people would not normally join calls at this time of the day in any other walk of life but people just love being part of this and having our discussions each week so it's just it's incredible to see that's amazing that's, join. yeah that's exactly why i wanted to do this and bring these people in it's so inspiring um i i love mike's point about reading again some of the things that he didn't necessarily agree with and you're the perfect person to ask about this since you helped to host the public health collaboration debate um that was hosted earlier this year with um you know carnivores and plant-based people. So what were some of your thoughts on that discussion and that idea that we should be investigating other people, even if we don't agree with them? Oh, I mean, it's, I guess it's just part of me to do that. <laughs> like I've always wanted to seek the opposite view. It's, it's, you know, even when I was very involved in, in my previous life and kind of in political arguments and being, being kind of close to one side of a political debate, I was always, always like actively seeking out the opposite side. Because until you have listened to the opposite side, if you, until you've lived in it, until you have spoken to people and kind of breathed it, you don't actually always get it. Like for, it's very easy to judge it from one side when you have a perception of what people think on that side. And it's very easy to, to put, put that all down to people being ignorant or stupid or um you know just not having a worldly view or whatever it might be i hate when people are biased in that way or have a bias and they don't actively seek to do anything about it like everyone has a bias that's just natural but i think you have to make yourself understand the other side of the argument because i don't think your your argument's particularly good if you don't understand it and you can't um if you you can't argue against it <clears throat> It just means that your viewpoint is is just is just your own um you know personal view, which isn't that informed. Yeah. Um so you know that comes through in the public health collaboration as well. Last year was the first time, but this year was the first time that we staged a debate 
and uh, a discussion, as we like to call it, and brought in people with differing views on purpose. And it was a big question mark as to whether it could work because it could have gone really badly wrong. It could have been, you know, <laughs> there could have been, you know, very un- conflicting views in a way which comes across as aggressive and it isn't positive and a good experience for people to learn and that's not what we wanted to do we wanted people to actually be able to see all this information laid out side by side and get those those that kind of back and forth going so that they can actually they can actually um just kind of qualify all these viewpoints that they keep hearing once they're once they're put up against each other so i think i'm just naturally unfortunately like this <laughs> and, um, <laughs> I, I pulled everyone into it even though they hated me for making them do the simon hill book and That's I said, great. look, we can do it, we can get through it. But um, yeah, I think <laughs> probably it's... at some point, they're going to walk out and just have had enough of them. <laughs> I think it's really important. It's like Mike said, like he was able to recognize that they were straw man arguments. They weren't very convincing. And that's really important. And and everybody is so unique and individual that carnivore might not work for everybody. It's hard to imagine ourselves in other people's lives. And so I, I do think that viewpoint is really important. And on that note, we've got our second guest, Chris, which we are going to bring on. You said uh, Chris is joining us from um, Australia. Yeah, Melbourne. Nice. Aha, here she is. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining uh, us. Has to join us in her pajamas every week, and today is no exception. What time <laughs> oh, would be any different, except that I've made sure I put on my finest robe for you. <laughs> <laughs> we really appreciate that. Thanks for classing up our show today. <laughs> <laughs> what time is it when you are, Chris? Just it's uh, 25 past two in the morning, but you know, the things you do for book club. I know Mike gets up early for me every week, so oh my goodness. I'm happy to take one for the team. Wow, you certainly are. <laughs> I mean, it's true to say we have never seen Chris not in pyjamas, so we don't know whether that actually is something she she does ever venture down the road of dressing up, but it's either really early or really late for you, so, so anyway, <laughs> so we are. So, Chris, I was just going to ask you a few questions to to share your experience with Book Club that we've been talking about. Um, what, just tell us, you know, a little bit about your journey, what your overall thoughts are on the Book Club so far. Oh, I love it. I love it. Um, it was one of the first things. I didn't know about it when I joined the Patreon group. I joined the Patreon group because um, I was just so excited to have a um, carnival influencer in Australia, even though he, um, Anthony does hail from America. I felt like he was close to home. So I was um, looking forward to supporting him and I just really loved his message. And um, then then when I joined and um, book club had only just started, you guys were just finishing your first book. And um, from what I I read in the group, it wasn't um, super well received, but you were going to persevere and uh, try another one. And um, I love reading and um, I really like uh trying to figure out how things work so I've, i have an engineering background and um so you know human bodies are so complicated and uh so are people in general and society and the way things work so i've really enjoyed learning more about um, nutrition and all other aspects you know the way people think and how have been led down this this road of um mainstream uh, nutrition, you know, it's just been like eye-opening. So I've really enjoyed learning all the different aspects um, about uh, about carnival. Really, well, it's not even really about carnival. Actually, we're talking about nutrition and environment and everything in general. Uh, so yeah, I've just really enjoyed that. You joined at the right time because that was the the month we had Nina on. And what was yes. your, your reaction to that when it happened? Yeah, so it was a you very sneaky because we had no idea, and then there was going to be some sort of surprise. Like you were really emphasizing that we should come to that session, so there was going to be some sort of surprise. And then I saw like a person join, and I thought it was going to be Anthony because he hadn't been to book club then. And I was like, "Yay, you know, this is this is excellent." And then you know, it wasn't Anthony; it was her, and so it was like it was amazing. And just the way that you are so well connected and you manage to get authors to come on and speak to us, it is just invaluable because 
you know, you've read their book, they've slaved away at this book and, you know, given us all this amazing information. But, you know, especially someone like me, I often have some questions, um, didn't quite get everything there or maybe I got a bit confused about some things. And to be able to ask the person directly who wrote this book is just amazing. It's, and, you know, now the pressure, ever since then, the pressure's been on to you, for you to... To, um, we can only pick books basically where you're connected to the author pretty much. <laughs> Sometimes I say, look, I really think we should read this book this month. <laughs> Just it out there because I'm working with that book. So anyway, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then um, I think I was just remembering like the time when we had Jane on and she was again, I think one of the first authors and Jane has, by the way, become a little bit of an adopted book club member. She turns up when she likes. She's kind of an honorary <laughs> status with us. Um, and she's fantastic. And we loved her book. And But I remember you challenging her on that book. And we didn't know where <laughs> was at that point. That was the first time we met her. And just like you just said, you had, quest- had, you had questions for her. I you had put them questions. To her. I'm like, there is something... There is some inconsistency. I'm really sorry, Jay. I actually, hers is one of my favourites that we've covered. I really, really like her book. She's very, very thorough and covers all aspects of, um, you know, uh, food in terms of nutrition, in terms of environment and in terms of ethics. And that was the first book we did. And her detail and her research is amazing. Um, And because of that, you know, she might have put in, extra detail or something. Anyway, I'm like, oh, I'm a little bit confused why you, I think it was about, um, I, I don't remember, some of the nutrients, you know, that are necessary in plants. If you're in a restaurant and you don't, you can't get the right meats and then order vegetables. Yeah, then you should choose the, <laughs> the vegetarian option. And I'm like, no, surely not. And then, uh, yeah, and she said, oh, actually, um, I think she said her daughter picked up on that as well. And anyway, it was, it was, she was beautiful the way she, you know, she explained that she had to, she couldn't go too extreme because she didn't want to lose too many people. And, you know, we have to walk a very soft path when talking to other people about these things. You know, we, we can't go too hardcore. Um, so, and she's not a carnivore herself, but, um, yeah, she's just, yeah, she, it was, it was great. And, you know, um, she took my question and she answered it. And I was, yeah, I, was, I really appreciate appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. I think she even said, I think, you know, she said, "You're totally right. I, I shouldn't have done that." And now that I'm looking back, I wish I'd written it differently. And and we're like, <laughs> and I'm like, I feel bad because it was such an amazing book, like literally one of my favorites that we've covered. So, yeah. yeah. But no, Jane's amazing. Um, yeah. And then the other thing that I think is really good about our club is that. Everyone, not only are we from all these different time zones, which makes it very challenging to find times of the day. I was saying how Leanne stayed up the other day all night and then um, came straight to book club at 4 a.m. Um, but the other benefit of that is um, is that we all have really interesting perspectives because we're in different places. We've got different cultures. We've got different backgrounds and experiences. And so you're getting such a rich conversation that's qualified by such different experiences. and um, and maybe this is not <laughs> the best example of it, but for, when we've been going through kind of the agriculture topic, we can all check in on each other's countries. Like what happens yeah. in this part of farming in your part of the world? And we thought that, you know, animals got treated this way. And it's, so people can go and check on that. Um, and so that's, well, that's definitely a benefit of of having this kind of global footprint. But I do remember one time where you were educating us, Chris, about um, some of some Australian um <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We were talking about we were talking about fertilizing and natural fertilizers, and um, I don't know. We always, you know, we always segue into all sorts of topics, you know, far beyond what the book covers. And um, we were uh, something about um, how we we might be able to fertilize our own ground, and I'm like, oh yeah, you know, like lemon trees. You know, we, we on lemon trees, and all of a sudden. I realized from looking at all the faces looking back at me that perhaps that was just an Australian thing. And so I then had to explain to everyone how, you know, in Australia, most backyards have a lemon tree and after a bar, you know, at a barbecue, you know, the men don't bother going inside the house if they need to weed. They just 
we on the lemon tree? And that's just like normal, like uh, so normal that I thought it was worldwide, but apparently not. So that was um, that was quite funny. But yeah, it's, it's it is amazing to hear from all different people around the world with their cultures and their different um, sort of life situations as well. I mean, we've got a couple of people who sort of are connected to farms. Um, and we've got some scientists and stuff in our group as well and, you know, other sort of lay people and just different people from all sorts of different industries, which really makes it interesting because all of a sudden you can see things from different perspectives as well. So it's really amazing the diversity we have. And everyone's just so lovely. Like, I mean, you guys figure I'd ask a lot of questions and, you know, there's I don't feel silly for asking questions. It's really it's really very um, welcoming group. Yeah, it's so great. To yeah, hear. I love that. Yeah. I was just going to. I mean, I was, you, you even pop in from time to time, Casey. So it's good to see you there. Very so, occasional, unfortunately. Yeah. Casey comes along when we have the author, so he can just say hi to the author because he like he knows them. So we're like, yeah, hey, yeah, because you. If I can get like a virtual autograph, yeah. that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bit of a selfie on the YouTube Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Well, Chris, uh, you mentioned lovely people in the group and you are absolutely very lovely as well. So thank you so much for staying up in an ungodly hour to come on the show today and talk about your experience. Um, I think it's really important to highlight the members of the community and you are a great example of that. And so thank you so very much for coming onto our show today and sharing your experience in the book club. We really appreciate you. Okay, thanks so much for having me on and I'll go back to bed now. <laughs> go back to bed, get some sleep. Thank you so much, Chris. <laughs> See ya. Uh, bye-bye. Bye. Uh, well, Olivia, that was a really cool example of, um, you know, hearing some different stories. And obviously, we cover some very serious subject matter. You cover serious subject matter. You challenge people on their ideas. But it's just like Chris said, there's there's also, like, some funny things that happen. So what are some of your favorite, like, funny moments over uh, the course of, of hosting this book club? I'm sure there's a few. Oh, God, there have been so many. Um, there was one time... <laughs> We were right, really, really digging into the topic of cardiovascular disease and really trying to understand why, you know, why does it that this disease start? And we, we just thought that the more that we studied cardiovascular disease, we were going to find the answer. We were going to figure out what is the actual root cause of cardiovascular disease. And we were, we knew Malcolm Kendrick was coming on. We'd read his book. Some of us went off and read more of his books. So really in the serious topic and um and delving into it. And one of our book club members, Anne, who's French and is just hilarious, she was telling us about her previous heart attack and she'd had a stent put in. And we asked her, you know, what happened to the stent? Did it get taken out after, uh, I think it was like 10 years ago? And she said, no, she went and had a checkup and her stent had disappeared. And so then we were all, <laughs> all just sitting there wondering <laughs> if that was good or not and whether Anne was going to be, you know, falling apart during book club and 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 so I said well are you going to be okay Anne? like do you need to go and find your stent and figure out where it is or what is it? and then Roger another guy who's Scottish just said something and it set me off laughing <laughs> so hard I was literally crying my eyes out and I had to leave the room and I had to ask someone to take over like I couldn't stop and every time I tried to restart book club I was crying with laughter because <laughs> of this whole Serious, serious situation about Anne Stent, but her being so casual about it, like it's just it's somewhere, yeah. <laughs> Is it going to get launched anytime soon? Is something going to happen that's going to kind of poke out your ear? What's going to happen? At? We've had so many silly, silly moments like that. Um, gosh, I don't even think of any more. But you know, there's the one that Chris said about um, about the lemon tree. We were actually having a discussion at that point about would we or wouldn't we urinate on our own vegetable patch and then consume our own bit like is that a good thing or not if if we're in this kind of cycle of trying to reuse things why is like human urine any worse than any other plant um kind of fertilizer which has animal um species and urine in it and you know we could it's just a really like weird things that we kind of we spent like about 10 minutes all debating that <laughs> you know? so there's just been so many silly moments like that as much mike said it's just like people chatting a lot of the time uh, we keep it very 
Well, I can tell, like, even just with the two people that have popped on so far today, they're so comfortable with you and around you and just answering questions. Like, they're not normal, like, podcast guests. You know what I mean? They're not on major platforms trying to share their story. But coming onto our show, they're, like, super comfortable chatting with you. You can tell that you guys have done an amazing job building rapport and and making a safe place where, where again, like Chris said, like, I feel comfortable asking questions here. They, they could be silly questions or I could challenge something and that's okay to be able to do that. And so I think that goes, um, you know, to you to show how well you've done hosting and how well you've done, you know, integrating everybody in from all kinds of different places and cultures. And on that note, we've got our third and final guest of the show, which is Kim. So let's let Kim into the room. Um, as we were waiting for you to jump on today, Olivia, Kim was testing out her camera and her sound. So we got to have a lovely little chat off of the record. Um, so that was a lot of fun. And here is Kim now. Hello, Kim. Hi, Casey. How are you? Hi, Hi Olivia. Hi. <laughs> great. Glad you made it back. Glad we got everything tested and it was lovely to chat with you before. And, um, yeah, I believe Olivia is going to be asking you about your story. Awesome. Yes, I'm <laughs> Just to tell everyone where you're, where you're from, a little bit about your story and what you think of our book, our book club. Okay, well, first of all, I want to start. I brushed my hair this morning for everybody. Wow, <laughs> thank you. It looks great. <laughs> you look different. So, <laughs> so first of all, um, Carnivore was my last stop for health and weight loss. and probably a little bit more on weight loss than, than health, but it's turned out to be more on the health side than weight loss. And uh, also too, I've been a biohacker for probably eight, 10 years. And uh, I have to say by the end of my biohacking, my realization was it all came down to, it wasn't the supplements. It wasn't all the little hacks that I learned and stuff like that. It was uh, what I was eating. And that was a real turnaround in my life for health. I was probably heaviest at 215, and I'm a veteran of the military. I've never been overweight in my whole entire life. Uh, I was always active. I was into weightlifting and, and running and all kinds of stuff. And I was also a heavy smoker, which really surprises people because I don't come across as a smoker. I quit in 2004. And uh, yeah, so when I, when I uh, retired from the military, of course, I gained all kinds of weight, and that started me on my my biohacking course. So then I uh, got into carnivore, and I started with one individual and ended up with uh, Dr. Anthony Chafee, and it changed my life. And what even more so is our beautiful, international, wonderful book club. And it is amazing. I came in about halfway through. So the first three or four books, or actually the first, I think five books, Olivia can correct me. I, I wasn't a part of, but the latter part, I've been soaking them up like a sponge. And uh, first and foremost, Olivia is an absolutely amazing leader. She, uh, when she does the synopsis of the, of the book, seriously, I mean, you don't even have to read the book. It's like you've read it when she does it. And then we all jump in and then give our two cents or, as I say, five cents, ten cents, whatever, of the book. Um, one of the biggest things. Do you want me to keep going, Olivia? Yeah, keep going. Okay. So one of the biggest things I find, well, there's a couple of things I find out of the book club that I think is just absolutely amazing. The first and foremost is that Olivia has this, I don't know how she does it, because I know many, many, many people that are involved in a book club. First of all, it's not international. Second of all, is she gets these authors to, to join us at the end of the book club. And every book is very subjective. And I think you both can agree on this. And uh, so when the author comes in, all of us give our, our interpretation of the book. And that's what makes it so subjective. So we we com Olivia compiles these these questions, and when the author comes on, we we present she presents these questions, and sometimes we ask our questions as well, and it just brings this book into perspective, and now we understand where this author is coming from. So then our 
interpretation has been clarified and it almost becomes objective. It doesn't, it isn't subjective anymore, which is how many people get that opportunity? Not many. And all the book clubs that I know of, they don't. So I think that's very powerful. The other thing that's very powerful too is it's when the book club, it's not just about the book. We learn from each other because we are international. We get to learn about different uh, the countries and the politics of the country and, and things that are happening there. That's where a lot of my true learning has come as well. And uh, I mean, I'm, when, when, when we close for that Monday or, or Wednesday, which, oh my gosh, I just miss it. I wish we could do it every single day, eight hours a day. I wish that was my job was our book club because I just, my heart just like, oh, I can't take it that we're finished. Oh, I just want to go on and on and on and on. So it's like, and we, so we go down these rabbit holes and everybody like Nori and Olivia and Mike and all of that and Chris and everybody, we just dig even deeper. Because sometimes it's just not enough. We want to know more and more and more. So that's quite amazing. And my last thing I want to point out is I'm a military girl. And I'm I'm a pretty tough chick, I guess you could say. I don't have a university degree, but I do have a degree in life. And, and all of us do. And I think that's probably the, like my 60 years of living, that's what I think I bring to the club. And and all my experiences that I bring, I don't think there's a textbook or an education that will ever define or replicate that type of teaching. And that's what we all bring to this book club. So that's my my final that I want to say about it. And it, I mean, you can't, you just can't replicate that. You just can't. So that's my final study on it. Thank you, Kim. Oh my God, you made me cry. <laughs> oh. Oh, it's, you know, we have this running joke about we're going to miss each other if we don't like in August because we were on holiday and we were going places. We said, we'll have a rest in August. And Kim was like, really? Do we want to I'm going to miss you too much. And then in December coming up, we've got, Another, I guess, low month where I said, you know, it's Christmas. Surely everyone wants to be with family. We, you know, like, and our book clubs go on for like two and a half hours the other day. We were still talking. So, and that's weekly that people are spending that much time with it. So I'm very conscious about people's time. And, you know, in December, everyone needs to be with their family. So I said, let's have a rest in December. And it was like, well, can we still do something? Yeah. Like, what can we do? <laughs> I said, okay, fine. Everyone just read what they want to read and we'll have one session. It'll be like a Christmas party and we'll all bring whatever insights we got from that book together and do some kind of like, um, kind of review them all. And then I was like, well, can't we do that every week rather than just the one session? (laughs) We're ending up with like the same situation that we normally have. So it's very hard to stop these people, you know, they're just on a roll, these these Kim people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's such a pleasure. And it's one of the highlights of my week as well. So I can't say it's any different. And before I go, uh, again, Casey, I love what you're doing. And like I said, Olivia introduced me to you. And and like I say, it's an ongoing thing that I always joke about is I'm going to be like 175 or 200 years old by the time I'm finished watching all these podcasts and reading the books. But I'm so glad that you're in my back pocket and I get to watch you as well. So and and thank you. Thank you for everything that you do as well. Kim, that's really amazing and very kind. Thank you so very much. I love your story and I love that you've been able to come on here and share that with us. It's very, very inspirational. I've loved talking to all of you and, and we mentioned in the episode, my attendance is a little bit subpar due to my schedule, but the times I get to come on and learn from you guys, I, I really do get very inspired with with the people that are asking very sincere and genuine questions have been through quite a bit of suffering in their lives. And so thank you, Kim, so, so very much for taking the time to come on our show today. We just really appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you, Olivia. Thank you, Kim. See you soon. See you in Discord. She like gets sad when it's not book club. I know it's just incredible. I don't even know how it's all worked out this way, but you know, I I remember having a new resolution. I didn't about ten years in a row that I was going to read more books, and I never really got around to it. So I was in this like myself in this position that I never read, and I felt bad about it because I love reading. 
And since book club has come along, what Kim was or Mike was saying about I do a synopsis of each chapter. So I kind of play it back for people in case they're listening later and they haven't read the book, or, you know, so and then we discuss it. And so I've gone from reading never to reading and having to like make notes about <laughs> the whole book as I go. So it's for me a huge benefit because I'm really getting I'm, I'm spending my time doing something I know I want to do anyway. And we've got the added kind of richness of everyone else's input on top of that. So I, you know, I I can't say everyone's saying how much they love it. But to me, I think it's probably more rewarding than for anyone else because I'm getting all of that depth as well. So. Wow. So these synopses, you are actually making them, creating them yourself. It's not something you're taking, cutting and pasting, sticking together. You're actually creating all of these. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And it's just because we, we go chapter by chapter through the book. Like we really do analyze the book very deeply. Um, and so we tend, we maybe group the chapters, but we tend to have a chunk that we'll do each week and I'll summarize what was in there. So I have to make those notes so that I can summarize what was in there. And as I'm summarizing, I'm thinking, well, what kind of questions does this bring up? How does it relate to other things we've talked about? And think about the discussion points that I'll trigger I'll trigger off. Normally people are like, oh, that's just a bit way, way out there. I'm like, yeah, but just think about it and you know, see what see what you think. So yeah. So some people are saying, well, we don't even need to read the book if you're going to be doing these synopsis. <laughs> I'm like, no, you still need to read the book. I'm not here to like get you get you off the hook on that everyone has to read and come with their thoughts so no it's it's just such good fun that's i think that's why people like it it's just good fun that's great where were you when i was in high school and had to write book reports and i never read the books like (laughs) i could have really used those that would really help my grades out quite a bit that's amazing um i do want to ask you about a few more stories but before i do we've heard from three amazing people who really have stood out have been in the book club for a very long time What's maybe another person that really stands out to you as having a really special story and having a story, especially of like healing through carnivore? In the book club, you mean? Yeah, in the book club. Hmm, gosh, there's so many. Um, I mean, so someone that I'm very close to as well, um, who is in the book club, but also in the community in general, is someone called Wendy. And she's on her own journey and it's an incredible incredible journey I wish one day that she will tell it properly um but she was she had some serious serious mental health issues and um you know found herself one day in a very very compromising position and she's got eight lovely boys but she wasn't able to really be there for them with all of these problems that she had she's ex-military as well and um and carnival has really allowed her to reclaim her life back and her mental health back. And what she's doing now is she's absolutely thriving. Like she's, she used to stay in the house all the time. She's traveling all over the States. She used to be scared of the cold. We're convincing her to get an ice plunge and she's kind of going for that now. Um, She used to not want to converse with people. And now she's doing all of these major kind of ballooning um, events where she's, you know, helping and working in a team and like pulling ropes and all this kind of stuff. Like, and her and Mike have met up around that Vegas area and, you know, the connections that people now have through this community and how we're all healing each other every day and having these discussions every day. And Kim herself has, is as you saw, very inspirational. She's very inspirational in our community and she's helped people along their own mental health issues as well. I just find the whole thing such a, such a joy every day, like seeing people like Wendy just have an amazing life like they should do. And it just, confirms to me that there is so much work here to do and there is so much potential out there in the world in human beings that is not being realized right now because of what is just unacceptable levels of misinformation out there that we need to do something about so everything kind of connects up for me you know reading these books having these conversations with people learning together improving our own lives and a a big part of why we're doing this is because it's not enough for us to just improve. I don't think anyone is going to be really happy being the last person standing of everyone that they know. Everyone wants their own family to come along this journey at some point. We don't want to push people. We don't want to be, you know, kind of know-it-alls or anything like that. But we've got to figure out how we bring this message out in the open a bit more in the mainstream. And it's a really hard thing to do without sounding like a conspiracy theorist, without sounding like, you know, you're just one of these people that's now got a new idea and you're just going to tell everyone about it and become really boring. You know, whatever the kind of the friction is, it's um, it's it's hard to kind of A, live in that society. And that's why I think this kind of community is so important. 
But B, you want to help people ultimately. And I think the, the reason, the motivation behind all of this is that we all want to be able to help those around us that need the help, whether they're ready to or not at this point, maybe not, you know, not in our control. But when they are ready, we want to be, we want to be able to, 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 to kind of provide that and, and pass this forward. Um, so I think, yeah, that's what, that's, that's where the meaning for it really ends up, you know, just coming clear for us all when we're when we're going through this we can all connect it back to how the rest of the world is and how we want to see the world change yeah now i wrestle with that all the time once you find something so amazing you really do just want to share it with everybody and it's even down to like when i'm pushing a shopping cart to get my receipt checked at costco i want to point out like check it out it's like plant-free but that doesn't it doesn't do anything for people that aren't ready as much as i want to shout it from the rooftops it's just not the best way to share it, like you mentioned. And so doing things, you know, like what you're doing and inviting people and, and being open and kind to them to be able to bring them in and answer questions, I think is the most effective way. Do you have one other moment in in doing and hosting these book clubs itself, one moment that really stands out for you? Uh, gosh, there's so many. I'm not sure I can choose one. I mean, I think we're really... I wouldn't say, but I don't know if this stands out most, but one one moment that we all had a very interesting conversation was um, when we were reading Lear's book, which is very much about the cycles of nature and how everything, we're all here for a reason and we're all going to feed each other ultimately. No one's really taking more out of the system than they're going to end up giving back. We're all, we all have to play our part in where, whichever part of the cycle we're in. And, and, and us as humans and homo sapiens we are going to give back to the soil one day one day we'll be buried and we had a really interesting conversation about well what does that mean for how we need to be buried then like have we has anyone ever thought of this if we are spending our whole lives taking out of the system because we've been going to be alive for decades and we're going to be you know consuming all of the meat and all of the nutrition uh, nutrients that we can when it's our turn to give back how do we bury ourselves in a way where we actually do give back properly to the soil? And no one has any idea about that. So we've been like trying to figure out the answer to that. Um, and, you know, do we need to be buried in a certain kind of box? Should we be embalmed? Is that a good thing or not a good thing as far as feeding the soil? Um, is it better to be cremated or is it better to be buried? Should we just be like, you know, thrown in a shallow grave somewhere? Is that the best thing? <laughs> like it's really weird conversations and someone was saying well i'm just happy to just be thrown in a bush and we're like well that's not allowed so <laughs> how do we kind of square that circle it was such a strange conversation but i don't know that's one moment that just i always remember and think god we're just and i even said to leah like i'm sorry i'm sure we're going to ask you all the questions you've been asked before and she said no one has ever asked me that question before <laughs> these the random original things that you guys are thinking of so um yeah i think just we you know our, our creative juices just flow when we read the stuff and we really think big picture and you know we think about personal experiences and our lives and yeah it's just a it's just very enriching in that way well that's really come through in this conversation with all the participants in the book club that like you would think somebody on a carnivore diet doesn't care about the environment they don't care about animals they don't think about the health of the planet and i found just the opposite it, it i know that vegans and vegetarians think about that kind of stuff but carnivores think about that stuff as well and we want to be very thoughtful about all of that so i loved that that was one of the topics and something you were able to ask lier about um olivia for you personally what are you the most proud of Oh gosh. Um, I'm just, I, I don't know if I'm proud. I'm, I'm proud. I'm, so, I'm proud of just everyone in the club and how much they love it and they participate. Um, but I feel it's just a bit of luck that we've kind of got to this. It's just, it, none of it has been by design. It's just kind of happened. Um, I guess what I'm, I'm probably proud of is that I, I do, I do make people question things and I do, you know, deliberately say, but yeah, if I was that, a vegan, I would say da 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 da. And so how are we going to, you know, um, George Monbiot, I don't know if you follow him, but he has some very, now that we're in the agriculture and environment topic at the moment, he has some very challenging views on, on the environment. So I'm going and listening to everything he's ever said, and I'm trying to relay it to everyone in the club to say, look, this is what we're coming up against. This is like the alternative view. What are we all, are we ready for it? Are we able to defend against it? How does what he says, which is very well articulated, not make sense? He's a very good arguer. Um, I even watched him debate Alan Savory at Oxford University, and that was that didn't go very well, um, unfortunately. Um, so we've got to be ready for these challenges. So I think what I'm proud of is is bringing that that insight out, which people are not going to naturally go and seek themselves. 
Um, and I think I'm really proud that we've also something you just said a minute ago, Casey, about um, about ethics and where are ethics as carnivores? I think sometimes as a carnivore community, we can be a little bit brash about animal welfare, and I, you know I don't see the compassion coming out of us and our concerns about animal welfare as much as you see it on you know however militant a vegan is they they do have compassion for animals and i don't see why the two are mutually exclusive like i believe that you know i love animals so much and that doesn't mean to say i don't feel like there's well, there's any conflict with eating them i you know i'm very much in the leah keith camp about uh, we all play our part and i'm very grateful for the nutrition that is provided by by beef and other animals so you know but i do think we are we are concerned about the ethics of animals and we we really believe that we, I want animals to be treated and have as great a life as they can. And that's why, you know, we started challenging our own views on, on ethics and we were talking about dairy calves and what happens to them and are they slaughtered at birth? And if so, are we comfortable with that? And are we happy being carnivores consuming dairy if that's one of the parts of the kind of the consequences of it? So we all went on a bit of a mission to to actually investigate dairy calves and what happens there and got ourselves much more comfortable with what really does happen and where we're buying our dairy from so that we can take that ethical viewpoint into account. So I think helping people face up to some of these ethical questions that maybe we don't really face up to as carnivores, I'm really proud of of that because I think we should be, you know, there is not a monopoly on ethics and morality um, that that people who don't eat meat can I don't think can can assume I I think we can have a stronger a case for it and we just don't necessarily pull that case together or um or think about it very much um which doesn't make sense to me because I love animals and, and I think we should be kind of proud of our position and be able to be confident about it so yeah so I think you know that kind of challenging view and getting people to maybe different places that they wouldn't normally think about um I'm I'm pretty proud of that I love that. What a very lovely answer and a very special episode. I'm going to be petitioning to Dr. Anthony Chafee to pay you and I both a commission for doing this episode, which has turned out to be a commercial for book club. It, it's it's such a cool collection. Like I've said several times, I lament the fact that I can't attend as much as I like, but I'm more than happy to pay the fee to belong to Dr. Anthony Chafee's Patreon to get access to these great chats and so much other great content. It's such a high value for a very low ask and just having you be a part of it and owning it the way that you have is just absolutely wonderful. And, and to hear the, the, you know, again, the inspiring voices of all these people who were able to come on today really created something special. So really appreciate you and for taking the time to do this. Where can people go to find you and connect with you and your work? Uh, well, I'm generally on Instagram, um, Olivia Kwaja. I'm sure you'll put it in the show notes and Twitter as well. Um, my organization that I'm part of um, is the public health collaboration that you mentioned. I'm sure that will be linked as well. And we are a charity in the UK that are doing specifically what I said <laughs> earlier on, which is trying to help people understand nutrition and know the power that it can um, have on their metabolic health and how important their metabolic health is. And so anyone who would like to support us, we would really love to, to have you follow us or um, or or just or join as a member. And we'll, we'll be having lots of content coming out soon, including the talk that you talked about. Casey, the debate is going to be coming out this side of Christmas. And yes. so everyone needs to be ready for that because I'm going to be making sure everyone's getting excited about it. And um, and yeah, so anything you can do to support public health collaboration or myself. And if you'd love to join our book, we'd like to join our book club. We'd love to have you. So um, hopefully we'll see you there um, participating at hopefully not too ungodly an hour. <laughs> That's you. amazing. Yeah, we've heard so many people talking about that particular debate who were there in person. I know you were as well. And so I'm so excited to be able to watch that. But Olivia, again, this was a very special moment and very special occasion. So thank you so very much for everything you do. Thank you for hosting Book Club. Thank you for inviting all these wonderful people to be on our show today. We appreciate you and we appreciate everybody who participated. So thank you so much. Thank you, Casey. Thanks for having an episode on our book club. We love it. And we love having you in the club. And we love always talking to you. So just come along more. That's my only my only feedback to you. I would love to. If I have to fire some clients, maybe I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's amazing. Well, thanks again, yeah. Olivia. We really, really appreciate you. And this has been another episode of Boundless Body Radio.
As always, thank you so very much for listening to Boundless Body Radio. I know I say this all the time, but I really do mean it. It has been such a joy to make and produce this podcast and to watch it grow. Our business started in the pandemic in July of 2020, and we started the podcast in October of 2020. So it has been three years now. And to see that we have generated over 400,000 downloads worldwide is just simply unbelievable to me. This year in particular has been such a blast to travel to different health conferences and not only meet some of our amazing guests, but also to meet many of you, our listeners and supporters. We really just can't thank you enough. As always, feel free to book a complimentary 30-minute session on our website, which is myboundlessbody.com. On our homepage, there is a book now button where you can find a time to speak with us about health, fitness, nutrition, whatever you like. We've loved chatting with people all over the world and many of you out there to bounce ideas off each other or to try to come up with plans to achieve specific goals. Or even if it's just to reach out to introduce yourselves, we would just love to meet you and connect with you there. Also, be sure to check out our YouTube channel if you'd like to watch these full interviews and also the shorter interviews on more specific topics that are taken from these full interviews. We've gotten really good feedback over there. It's also a really fun way to interact with people who comment we read and reply to every single youtube comment we get so head on over there if you want to start a conversation and watch these um, videos as always if you haven't already please leave us a five-star rating and review on apple it really is the best way to make sure this podcast gets out there to more listeners we've been able to keep boundless body radio ad free for three years and really want to continue to do so and so your five-star ratings and reviews are the best way to support us at boundless body and support the podcast cheers thank you again so very much for listening to Boundless Body Radio.